You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Kenneth Cooper, and I'm happy to have you rocking with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Kenneth D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Let's talk about the coordinator's corner, Coach Longo, and Coach Bateman speak to the press. Want to hear what their breakdown is of the Virginia Tech game. More importantly, what they think about, you know, the players and their progress and whether or not they are ready for Florida State. We'll talk about it. Finally, we have a transfer portal. One Tar Heel has decided he is going to take his talents elsewhere. So let's discuss that here Locked on Tar Heels. So up first, Coach Longo met with the press in his short but sweet and very impactful press conference talking about the team and his overall pleasing performance from the offense on Saturday. Saturday's game against Virginia Tech. A couple things I want to highlight. He was mentioning the return of Josh Azudu, who he said, you know, he's our everything guy. He's an every down starter and he can help us spell the guards or the tackles. So, you know, it's always good to have the guy who can do just about everything. You're a renaissance man because it really helps team morale, right? It brings a different energy for your players. It makes them feel confident in their position and whether or not they can, you know, be a key you know, attribute to what you're trying to do on game day. Also had more high praise for the O-line saying, you know, I say this all the time about our team. It is well coached. And you see that because every single week the team gets better. And that is certainly what the Carolina offensive line has done. Finally, they have some veteran leadership. You know, last year there was only that mild manner Charlie Heck who for what, you know, certain people like having, you know, soft tone, not really outspoken leaders, but some people need that teammate who digs in their tail and is able to, you know, get on them when they're not completing their plays. So now everyone has a solid year under their belt and being vocal will certainly help them as the season progresses and especially on Saturday against Florida State. When Coach Longo was talking about Michael Carter and Javante Williams, he said that the two uh, two of them are the most unselfish football players I've ever been around, and we have a lot of, of that on our team. The receivers cheer for the receivers. The tight ends are high-fiving each other. The quarterback, Sam, helping each, other's, helping each other. The other guys are helping Sam in practice. There's just so much unity right now and unselfishness. And why this will help keep UNC in the top 10 and nothing else? Because, I mean, look at the Miami Heat. I know we all assume that they were not going to be able to take the Los Angeles Lakers five to six games. More importantly, no one thought they had a chance. They thought it was going to be a sweep, and yet still Jimmy Butler was able to corral those guys who, you know, essentially they're not superstars. They're, when, you know, we think about the elites and the super teams, they're a bunch of no-names, right? However, when it was all said and done, they played some of the most unselfish basketball that I have seen in a very long time. And so when you play unselfish ball, you can lead a team differently. And I feel like that's what a lot of what Sam Howell does. He leads his team by being very hard on himself, but because he's hard on himself and you say, damn, Sam's good as hell and he's tough on himself, I need to make sure I'm doing my part and being a great position player, role player, doing what I have to do to make him look good. So when your top players want to win with everyone and not play hero ball, it really speaks to that championship mentality. If you think about the 
Baltimore Ravens or the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think about Patrick Mahomes and how he leads, you know, those winning teams speak to everybody being on the same page. Like, everybody wants to eat good. You saw the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Everybody wanted to eat. They didn't care who did it, didn't care who got the pass. It was no egos in that room because you respected Andy Reid, you respected his leadership, and I think that's what a lot of guys do for Mac Brown. They respect his leadership, and he's been there. He's been where they're trying to go. So, of course, it's a lot easier to fall in line in that regard. And, you know, it really makes my heart smile, right? Because it makes you want to root for those guys even more. When you're talking about teams who are just ready and willing to do whatever, he spoke highly of Michael Carter and Javante Williams and how those guys are just seriously doing everything they can to better for the betterment of the team. They're not sitting here trying to say, oh, I need to have at least 100 yards. I didn't have a great game. Or if he got more yards than me, then I need to be fed more. And you don't see that from Daz Newsome. You don't see that from Deami Brown. Like literally everybody wants to eat so they can get the first down. (laughs) If it's Bo Corrales, if it's Garrett Watson, whoever it is, let's make the plays so we can keep this lightning hot energy that we have on offense. And so I really hope that that's what they continue to carry with them. So when people are scratching their head, Wondering why Carolina is top five, you can stop doing that because those guys already know that where they should be, where they should have been, but now they're all following in line and they're making it work. So I certainly am rooting for that, and I hope that positivity continues. Now, when Coach Longo was talking about Florida State and looking ahead for Saturday's game, he said that the team is huge defensively. They're long, rangy, just across the board. You get a few guys that are a little bigger, a few a little smaller, but they average about 290 pounds across the defensive line. So we're going to have to do a good job in the past game of keeping their hands down. In the run game, we need to continue to get movement, which we have gotten better at, and we did a really good job on Saturday of finishing off runs. So the approach against Florida State is going to be, what are they giving us? Let's take it. And again, Coach Longo is my guy when it comes to the KISS method. Keep it simple, no sugar. All you got to do is do your basics to ensure that your team (laughs) – gets the ball down the field quickly and does it, you know, seamlessly, doesn't have to overthink the plays too hard. And I just, it's college football, right? You don't need to be in the film room for 1,200 hours. You just need to make sure you are in the film room. You make sure you are going out there and practicing and executing the plays, but you're not overdoing it. You're not overselling it. So I certainly appreciate Phil Longo for that. And again, I think they're going to do great on Saturday. I don't know that Florida State's defense is of old, and I'm hoping that they can truly, you know, hold it down for the squad now Bilgo is the best workout gel on the market it's five hour energy without the same crash feeling plus it's natural so it's better for the body it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results Bilgo comes in three delicious flavors peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and my personal favorite chocolate mint Built Go has helped br- helped me break through my wall, especially on long days at work. Built Go is the healthy replacement for my energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. It gives me the kick to keep going and finish my day strong. It has B6, B12 vitamins that are perfect to keep boost that in- keep up my boost of energy. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. Make sure you follow, download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast. You can listen to this daily podcast from anywhere you listen to all of your podcasts. So go ahead and do me that favor. Hit that subscribe button and let's get it popping. Now let's talk about that defense. Coach Bateman 
the other side of the ball didn't have the greatest game, right? His defense, you know, had allowed for Virginia Tech to score 45 points and rush for 260 yards, which if we're going to put it in perspective, it wasn't as many as most teams are getting run on, you know, throughout the season so far, but still 260 nonetheless. Khalil Herbert had a day. Now, when he was recapping Virginia Tech, Coach Bateman said the short answer is not, we did not play very well. We didn't tackle well, and that was the most disappointing to me. We missed twice as many tackles as we missed the first two games. A lot of credit goes to Virginia Tech, and they made us miss. And we all know Coach Bateman is very hard on the guys when it comes to improvement in tackles, and he wants to see progression as the season goes on. So not being able to see that progression from the tackle standpoint, I'm sure was most frustrating for him because, again, that second half was a struggle for the heels. You could see the fatigue. You could see the fact that they are not, they do not have depth at certain positions. And it just really was telling when he was talking about um, whether or not the guys finally got comfortable and settled in. He said, other than third downs, we just had a hard time getting to situations where we felt comfortable rushing the passer because of the, some, because of some of the run game schematics we were getting. But he also credits it to the fact that they can't really let that be a hindrance for them because that's the kind of thing that he thinks Florida State will be giving them, similar to Virginia Tech. So they're going to have to be ready and prepared for some open field tackles and prepared to make some key hits when it comes to Saturday's matchup. Now, Obviously, we felt the absence of some key players, Storm Duck, Raymond Vohasek, and Jaquarius Conley. He said of that, Ray's one of our better players. He is a good run defender. But I think ultimately what what it did was, you know, Virginia Tech was committed to the run. They did a good job with it. And not having another rotational defensive lineman, it caused other guys that hadn't been playing as much to play more. And I think we got worn down a little bit. So got to believe in those young guys. Like Coach Mac Brown mentioned, you have to learn to trust them in there. I don't know that the trust is 100%. If we're getting on Drake levels, it's kind of like I trust you, but not so much with like the password to my iPhone, right? So I trust you enough to like read my phone if I pass it to you, but I don't know if I trust you enough to like go in my phone when I'm not there. Does that that make sense to y'all? Okay, it made sense to me in my head when I said it. But (laughs) trying to figure out how to trust these young guys so they can perform give some of our top players some rest will be key and essential especially as the season progresses we again have some still have some big games to go through as the season goes on so it'll be essential for those guys to step up and play when he was talking about the injuries and be having the players absent he said you know the worst thing about being a college football coach is your kids getting hurt it's the single worst thing so when kids do get hurt you feel like one of your children was injured so that's the single worst thing about it but we have a lot of young men that deserve to play that have worked their tails off and so when somebody gets nicked up you hope it's not serious and you get the next guy ready so next man up mentality I mean hell that's what you have to have because in college football we all know it can pay one dinger and players out for two to three weeks and that changes the whole scheme of your defense right so trying to have a young guy step up in positions where we all know the secondary for Carolina has been a struggle however <laughs> we are still top five for a reason. If we want to stay in top five, we're going to have to show why. If we want to, we cannot have 200 plus yards on Saturday. We cannot have Florida State, who's had a shaky so start to their year, prove that they're finally getting it on Saturday against us. Absolutely can't happen. I'm just trying to tell you, I'm, I'm going to be upset. I was proud of the getting over the hokey hump, but I just don't think that I'm going to be too happy if we can't beat these Seminoles. Now, When he was talking about Florida State, Coach Bateman said they do a good job and Coach Norville is a good coach. 
We have to do a really good job on the quarterback run. They create a lot of conflict with dual plays with our eyes. And I think that was probably one of our biggest problems Saturday. And I think that will be the biggest challenge this week. But they're talented for sure. So Jeremiah Gimmel, Chaz Surratt, reading defenses. You know, we have that quarterback mind. I'm going to need Chaz to get on up there. Settle it for us. Have us not be too worried about what's going on in the linebacker position. Because, again, Carolina is trying to do its best to stay in top five. And in order to do that, you're going to have to be beat these well-known, you know, high-profile teams. And while Florida State might not be the Florida State of old, it's still one that you want to check off your list. We all have seen some dramatic wins from Carolina against Florida State. But, you know, we want to have that respect in the football world. So we're going to have to keep the ball rolling. I really just – I know I got excited about our 11-0 season – and then we got Charlotte taken away. So back to 10 and 0 season. I was really excited about it. I don't, I don't even count Western Carolina, to be honest with you. So 10 and 0. That's what I'm trying to go here. And if we can't do that, I would settle for eight and two. I really think we can be nine and one. Because we're gonna just knowing Carolina, knowing what we are, somebody's gonna get too big. I I know I talked about before how Carolina's playing on selfish ball right now, but just I just feel in my spirit <laughs> that somebody's going to get a feeling themselves a little bit and we're going to get too cocky or our defense is not going to play to the level of our offense and someone's going to run all over us or throw all over us and we're going to have a rough day. I just, I really don't want to believe it so, but something is telling me don't get too excited, Candace, because this is Carolina football at the end of the day. You know, I think I, someone talked me off the ledge here, but like, Every time I feel like I get excited about Carolina, something goes wrong. Or we just have this one hiccup game where we're just like, dang, Appalachian State, why? You know, like, what in the hell are we doing, right? Like, it's just one of those games where you scratch your head and you're like, Wake Forest, are you serious? Like, really? Man, okay. Sage Strat, who, Sage Strat, who knew that we were going to have to go through all that? But I'm hoping that Carolina defense, I'm pouring my hands, I'm saying a prayer, I'm listening all that good juju up that they will get it done. So Carolina offense struggles in the second quarter. Carolina defense struggles in the third quarter. So I'm hoping that my key observations this week will be Carolina defense surviving the third quarter, Carolina offense not going flat in the second quarter for sure. So those are my observations already. We're going to talk about that again on Friday. But so y'all know, we can always have a, we have a game plan in mind. I think those are two you know, critical things for our team in order to win on Saturday. So we have to talk about one of our Tar Heels has decided to enter the transfer portal. Who is that? Find out on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. It is essential that you download and subscribe because that's how we get better here. That's how we get the conversation rolling. So if you are tuning in for the first time, so glad to have you. Make sure you hit that follow button on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. If you talk to me, I certainly talk back. I love to live tweet during games. I love to talk about Carolina. If you want to have basketball season ends upon us, you want to get to your top five Carolina stars of all time, that's a very hard list. But hey, if you can do it. And I, I have mine, so I want to hear yours. Let's do that. If you want to give me your favorite Carolina football players of all time, again, 
I am ready and I'm all ears. I've got my top five. Do you have yours? Give me your favorite coaches. Now, you already know. Besides Larry Fedora's abs, Mac Brown is my number one. It's a Mac Brown stand account. I will not have any ill Mac Brown words said on this here podcast. That's just how it goes for me. All right, period. <laughs> but when it's all said and done, you know, there are Carolina stars who decide that, you know, going to Carolina is no longer for them and they want to take their talents elsewhere. So we had a player, Carolina star football player who decided to take his talents elsewhere. He said, quote, first, I would like to thank God for putting me in the position I'm in today. Playing at UNC has been the experience of a lifetime, and I have loved both the place and the people. While it's never easy leaving a place you love, I have decided to enter the transfer portal. Thank you, Coach Mac Brown and staff at UNC for the opportunity to play the game that I love. I have formed many lifetime connections during my time at Carolina. I'm sad to leave, but I'm also looking forward to a new opportunity and hope you'll be with me in my next steps. Forever a Tar Heel, DJ Ford. So DJ Ford has decided to take his talents elsewhere. We certainly wish him nothing but the best defensive back for Carolina. Was such a great addition to us. He had opted out from playing this season because of all the things that were going on in this country. I certainly don't blame him. And who knows what his mentality is right now. And I'm praying that he is covered and, you know, just trying to find the best for him. And that's all we can do. <laughs> Especially in a time like this, you just want everyone to do what's best for them and what's essential for them to be happiest because time life is short as we're seeing and we're just trying to enjoy what we can when it comes to playing football when it comes to commentating on football we just want to enjoy it we just want to ensure that we can have you know fun with this that's all it is it's a whole bunch of fun I love to get on these guys but in the day like if they needed anything or they had needed a shoulder cry on I'd be right there because I want this to be something that they remember for a lifetime but it's just sports like when it's all said and done I know we look at the rings we look at the banners the championships but it's just football <laughs> the sun will rise and as we've seen in this season there are a lot of things going on <laughs> in this country that are of such higher importance you know so trying to make sure that we are staying alive and sane and that is just really what it is so we have to break down Florida State we have to think about what they are talking about in their world and I you know I always consume that people are trying to get ready and they're fully focused but you never know you never know what's going on over there in Tallahassee <laughs> you never know what they're doing as they're trying to prep for Carolina, but I think Coach Noble has a game plan, you know, nice and well written up. And we're going to discuss that tomorrow, whether or not we think that it is going to be, you know, standing up to what Carolina is trying to bring, right? <laughs> I think that Carolina obviously has some holes in its game that it still need to work on, but Florida State's probably looking for ways to capitalize on those holes, probably looking for ways to make sure that this top five is just a little fluke making sure that Michael Carter and Javante Williams are not as good of running backs as everyone's pretending them to be so we have to have that conversation I actually have a funny story because I was on Twitter yesterday and I randomly got hit up by this podcast called Knowles Anonymous and they were like listen we googled and we we're looking for podcasts to talk about the upcoming game which was Carolina and we found you and we wanted to know if you wanted to come on since you had this locked on targets podcast we want to see if you'd be interested in talking with us about Florida State so hey I said any place I get to go to talk about my Carolina Tar Heels 
I will do that. And I will ensure that I hype us up to the highest degree. So if you have any thoughts that you should give me about what we should talk about on that podcast, what are key things I need to make sure I mention besides how great Mac Brown, Sam Howell, Michael Carter, Javante Williams are, who else do I need to hype up? On defense, Chasserat, Raymond Verasic, Raymond Bohasic, excuse me, Jaquarius Conley. Hopefully they're playing Storm Duck. I don't know where his name comes from, but I will know it by the time I get in this podcast because I'm sure they're going to ask me if that's his real name. So those kind of things, I just need to know. Make sure you at me at Candace D. Cooper or at Locked on Heels. Let me know what things I should add to ensure that we make Carolina seem the best and why the top five is not a fluke, okay? So that's today's show. Again, I'll see y'all tomorrow talking about Florida State, what they've got going on and what they are scheming up to make sure they try to beat Carolina, that is. So we'll have that conversation. I appreciate you listening as always. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen. Do your part. Stay safe out there. Have a great Wednesday. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.